What's up? It's Savannah and welcome to the fourth episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I can't believe we're already on the fourth episode. It's like I can't believe it, but I can't. It feels like it's been going really fast, but also I feel like this experience has also taken so much from start to finish. So lots of different feelings and thoughts about it, but I hope you guys had a lovely weekend. Happy Thursday. I hope you all had a really good Thanksgiving too. Now, as you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are talking about a topic that I have gone into great lengths with you guys in the past, but I'm really excited to share just my thoughts on it all today because I think that over time, now that I'm 25, almost 26, which we'll save those opinions for another day, I feel like now that I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I've done high school, I've done college, kind of, not really, and now that I'm in my young adult phase of life, I feel like I just have a lot to say and a lot more experience with this topic now. So as you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are talking about friendships. And honestly, when thinking about this topic for today's episode, I didn't think that you guys were going to have a lot of questions. I was kind of just going to go with the angle of how to make friends as an adult, which we will definitely get to. But when I asked you guys on Instagram, if you guys had any questions about this topic, I don't remember the last time I got that many responses on anything for that matter. You guys had so many questions, which I just think is very interesting because I think that a lot of times when we think about relationships as a whole, we only think about romantic relationships when in turn, there are so many different relationships in your life that need nurturing and need kind of guidance and assistance sometimes, one of those being friendships. So I'm really excited to just dive into it all today. Now, like I said, I have talked to you guys in great detail about my past friendships and how once upon a time, I was not the greatest person or friend in the entire world. However, it is okay. We learn and we grow. So like I said, I feel like that's kind of where I have a lot of good insight on this topic. I also just moved to a brand new city about a year ago. So I feel like I'm very well versed in how to make friends as an adult and in a new city. So we're going to go over all of it today. Okay, so before we get into the questions, I think a big topic that I wanted to discuss today is the whole concept about making friends as an adult. Because when I first launched this podcast, something that I talked about wanting to discuss on here was the concept of making friends as an adult. Because if you're anything like me, I am not a super extroverted person. I am an introverted extrovert. And the extrovert side really only comes out with the people that I feel like I can trust and like my close core group of friends. And that was really challenging for me going into moving into a new city where I quite literally didn't know anyone. Now, luckily for me, I do have family that live where I live, so I wasn't completely alone, but I think that no one really talks about what it takes to kind of find your circle and find your core group of friends when moving to a new place. And there could be so many different reasons for that move. I know personally for me, I just, you know, I lived in San Diego for like 10 years and I just wanted something different. I wanted a change of scenery, so to speak. And I love Nashville. So that was kind of an easy, it was, it was just an easy, you know, decision for me. But I know that for a lot of other people, that kind of a move can happen for a variety of reasons, whether that's, you know, career reasons, personal reasons, family reasons. There's so many different reasons that someone can want 
to move. And a lot of those times, especially if, you know, it's not something that necessarily was voluntary, for example, like if you have to move somewhere because of a job, that's really hard going into a brand new place where you don't know a single person. And I feel like in high school and in college, it's kind of easy to find your core group of people. Maybe not easy, but easier. And reason being is because you're around people every day. You're around people that are your age, that live in your area, that you know you see every day. And over time, you're just naturally going to form connections and bonds and friendships. And after college, that kind of goes away. The only people you see on a consistent basis are your coworkers, really. And for me specifically, and I know, you know, over the past couple of years, this has become a lot of people's reality because it definitely is mine. Um, the whole working from home thing. I know that a lot of people work from home and when you work from home, that makes the task of making friends as an adult 10 times harder. And even when I was, you know, moving and in the process and right before I made that leap, I had many people in my life ask me like, oh, do you know anyone down there? Or, oh, like, do you have any like friends down there? And my answer was always like, oh no, but like, I'll figure it out. Or no, like I don't, like I have my sisters and you know, whatever, but I'll, you know, I'll make my way. And it's not until I really got here and kind of spent my first night alone in my apartment, just kind of, you know, I moved in, I did my thing. It was my first night and I was like, okay, now what? Like it just, it kind of, hits you in the face like reality just kind of makes a huge wave in and you're kind of stuck with this realization of how am I going to make friends and I think especially in this day and age with like social media and all of that it's so easy to feel like you're left out and feel like you have to make friends so quickly because oh my god I'm looking on Instagram and you know my friend from back home is doing this and they're out and they're socializing or even when you like go out and get your takeout food like you walk into the restaurant and you you know you see people socializing and you see you know friends having dinner together and it's like okay now I have to get my act together. And for someone who definitely isn't the most social person, just speaking for myself, that can be very, very difficult. And there are a couple of different reasons for that. The first reason is I am a homebody and I don't like to leave my house unless I really have to. So moving to a new city where the only opportunity I'm going to have to make friendships is if I leave my house, that was that was a grueling task in and of itself. Um, but then you come to the question of where do I even find these friends? Like, where do I find these people? And there are a couple different strategies that I have found in doing this. So when I first moved to Nashville and I didn't know a single soul, I was scrolling on TikTok one day and I came across this girl that I'm sure some of you know and love. And that is Becca Moore. She's on TikTok. She's on Instagram. She's everywhere. She's amazing. I love her. And I scrolled across her TikTok one night while I was still in San Diego. I hadn't moved yet. And she had posted about something that she had just moved to Nashville. And usually I would never be the person to do this, but I just decided to do it this night. And I was like, I DM'd her and I was just like, hey, like I'm gonna move to Nashville, like let's meet up, like let's get drinks or something. And she responded almost instantly and she was my first friend. And really all that took was a DM and a TikTok. And so something that I have seen on TikTok that a lot of people do, especially in Nashville, I don't know if it's just because that's where I am. And so TikTok is being creepy and stalking me and putting me in front of people that also live in Nashville. But I've seen a lot of people 
post like I've just moved here for example Nashville I've just moved to Nashville I'm x amount years old and this is what I do like I need friends whatever that is a little bit of a dangerous game however it can be perfect if executed properly because in doing that you're putting yourself in front of a mass amount of people who because of the way TikTok is creepy and stalks you will put you in front of similar people. But I think it's very important to say, this is probably one of the more dangerous, you know, ways to go about it. And I think it goes without saying, I feel like I shouldn't even have to say it at this point, but just so we're all clear, friendship, relationship, you know, any scenario in life that you're meeting someone for the first time, do not meet them in like a secluded place or at their house. Go get drinks, go get dinner, go out somewhere where it's like social and there's people and you're in public. Be in public. That is the key. And again, I feel like a lot of you know that, but I just, you know, I don't want, I don't want anything bad happening to you. Okay. So that's my first suggestion is to quite literally just put yourself out there. And I know that that's scary and it's daunting. And I know you're probably sitting there being like, Savannah, I'm not making a freaking TikTok. Like this is a stupid idea. And that's fine because I have other suggestions too. However, I do think that, you know, in the videos that I've seen, I've looked in the comments because part of me has been like, does this even work? And I've looked in the comments and there are so many people that are like, hey, like I just moved here too. And this is, you know, where I like, you know, things like that. They just connect and it just works. Now, another thing that I have found that works like a charm and something that I was honestly a little bit, I don't want to say embarrassed, but I was like, there's no way that this works when I first moved here. That is Bumble BFF. Before you laugh, let me explain. Okay. So when I first moved to Nashville, I heard about the whole concept of Bumble BFF just from using the app before as a dating site. And I was like, there's no way this works. Like, I don't know if this it just seems weird. It just doesn't seem right. And I don't know why really, I don't really have an explanation for it, but I just, you know, I thought about like the idea of telling someone like, oh, we met on like Bumble BFF. Like, I don't know, it just seemed weird, but I got off my freaking high horse and I made a Bumble BFF account and I started, you know, it's basically like a dating app for friendships. So just to break down the app for you, they have three different sections on Bumble. It's the dating and relationship section, the friendship section, which is the Bumble BFF. And then they have something that's like for networking or business or whatever. So if you select Bumble BFF, then you will only be shown people that are also in that sector of the app. And it's kind of like the dating site where you can, you know, pick your age range and pick your distance and mileage and, you know, whatever. And you make your profile. And I've seen a lot of profiles of girls being like, I feel like this is a really weird thing to do, but I just moved into town and I don't know anyone. And honestly, when you see how many other people are on that app and kind of doing the same thing you are and are in the same boat as you are, it really makes you feel less alone. And it makes you feel a lot better because you're like, everyone is in the same boat and everyone's just kind of out here trying to do their best and trying to make friends and trying to navigate their way in a new city. And a lot of times I've seen that it's not even people using it that have just moved to town. Sometimes people just want, you know, a refreshment in their friend group or they want to make more friends. So wherever you fall on that scale, I think that this is a perfect thing. I'm actually really surprised that no other dating app or no other app in general has picked up on this concept because I think it's brilliant. 
So if you're a really big extrovert and you want to do like the whole TikTok strategy, like I think that that honestly is like fun and it's just outgoing and it's different and it's putting yourself out there. This is more my speed, the whole Bumble BFF thing, because personally for me, it's just easier. I don't really like to put myself out there in that way. I like to stay in my shell. So I think the whole Bumble BFF thing is perfect. I've met a couple people from that app. If I count, I think I've met, I know at least three and everyone that I've met on that app I've loved and they've always evolved into some sort of a more solidified friendship so I think that that's great too now my third strategy for making friends as an adult is to make friends with your coworkers. Now, this is if you don't work from home and you work in an office and you work with people that have similar interests with you and you work with people that are kind of in your age range and your demographic. I think making friends with your coworkers is the perfect thing to do. I know the one job that I did have that wasn't work from home, I made friends with all my coworkers and it was so much fun. I know, unfortunately, not everyone has the same experience, but just kind of like put your feelers out there a little bit and see what's going on. And if there's someone that you jive with or like click with, you know, just ask them to go get a drink or just to go get coffee or dinner or something. Find a similar interest and go with that. Like, let's say, for example, you and your coworker both love to watch The Bachelor have a bachelor wine night. That would be fun. Just things like that. Just find a common interest and go with it. Now, let's say you don't want to do any of those four things. I understand. My fourth suggestion that I have for you is workout classes. This is something that has actually been very, very key. I know a lot of my friends have done this. I have done this. If you go to workout classes like Pilates or yoga or cycling, any type of workout class I think is great to make friends. I know personally I made a couple different friends by doing Pilates because you're just sitting there in the beginning and over time you just kind of start conversing and it just happens naturally. So that is a suggestion for you. If you don't want to do the app, you don't want to put yourself out there on social media, which I understand, just be safe with that one, please. So those are four different options. And there are a lot of other options out there, but those are kind of the four that I found work best for me that I wanted to share with you guys. But something I feel that is really important to know about making friends as an adult is that it is hard and it's not always going to be easy. And if you are sitting there feeling like everyone's making friends and I'm not, it's not because you're the problem. A lot of times it's easy to kind of sit there and be like, is there a problem with me? Like, should I be doing something more? Should I be doing less? Or did I say the right thing? It's weird. It's almost like a dating game. And something that I will say along with all of this that is very important is once you find like a friend or two or whatever, which by the way, one person will kind of be the gateway to other people. So you make one friend and then you're going to make another and then you're going to make another and then you're going to make another. It's going to happen naturally. And a lot of times making friends as an adult, it's going to happen when you you least expect it. I know personally for me, my core friends in Nashville have all happened really through either Bumble BFF or Instagram. It's either just, it's girls that have found me on Instagram that live in Nashville and they've reached out and we've gotten drinks and become really good friends. So those are the two main ways that I've connected through people. However, I also have made friends with both of the other ways that I mentioned. But something that's really important when making friends as an adult, and this is something that I had to learn and something that was kind of hard for me being 
you know, an introvert and liking to stay home and being by myself a lot of the time is saying yes. And a lot of times I can feel exhausting because when you move to a new city and there's anyone out there that, you know, you make a connection, it's kind of like, you feel like you always have to say yes to everything, which is definitely how I felt a lot of the time when moving here. I went out all the time. I was going out like every weekend, weekdays, like it didn't matter. I was going out all the time and it was not good for me because I am not someone that can operate when I go out every single day of the week. And I felt like when I first moved here that that was something that I had to do because how am I going to maintain friendships if I'm not seeing these people? And if I don't go out one day, they're going to find a replacement and they're going to move on and I'm going to be stuck with no friends. You still have to prioritize yourself. So while I do think it is important to put yourself out there and kind of push yourself a little bit in order to maintain those friendships, I think it's also important to listen to yourself and be like, I don't want to go out tonight or I don't want to do this tonight. So I'm not going to like rain check it for the day. There's nothing wrong with that. So those are my tips about making friends as an adult. Again, take everything with a grain of salt, pick what works for you, leave what doesn't. There's kind of a whole different range dependent on the type of person that you are, whether you're an extrovert or not. And another one that I want to mention before we move on to the questions is utilize the friendships that you already have. Like for me, some of my best friends, I can think of three of my best friends right now, all live in different states. Two live in New York, one lives on the West Coast. And it's important to maintain those friendships too. That way you never really feel alone because it can feel very isolating when moving to a new city and moving somewhere new where you don't know anyone. That can be a very lonely feeling. So make sure that you're still nurturing the friendships that you do have and not forgetting about them when trying to make new ones because everything's going to fall into place the way it's supposed to. You are not going to be friendless forever. I promise you. And that's going to take time. I know for me, I've been here a little over a year and I feel like I'm just now kind of starting to maintain some really solid friendships here. And I kind of thought when I first moved here, it would happen very, very quickly. And for some people, it probably does. But, you know, for me, it didn't. And so if you're in that same boat too, don't freak out. You will make friends. But the second point that I wanted to make in maintaining your friendships and utilizing your friends that you already do have is ask around because people know people. And you might be surprised because there's possibly someone that you know out there in your circle that knows someone that already lives where you're living or where you're going to be moving to. So utilize the friendships that you do have and just kind of ask around. Ask around to see who knows who, if there's anyone that knows anyone in the area that you're going to be living. And if so, try and connect with them because again, you never know who knows who. So always make sure you're asking around. So that you guys, So those are my making friends as an adult tips. I do want to say, I know the TikTok one in the beginning. I do want to mention something though. I just want to just like, I feel like I need to tell you to be so safe with the one that I mentioned in the beginning about making a TikTok about where you live, because even though I know it's worked for a lot of people, it just does make me nervous. And so I wanted to mention it because I know it works. I've seen it work. But I also just want, obviously don't be like, hey, my name's Danielle and like I live in Brooklyn in apartment 32. Like don't say those things, you know, just be vague about it. I'm just trying to make sure you're safe, okay? Okay, so with that all being said, now let's go through some of the questions that you guys have had about 
friendships in general. So the first one, which is kind of a common theme in these questions, is what to do if your best friend does not like your significant other. Now, I think that there's two ways to go about this. And I think that those two ways all fall back to the same thing, which is, do they have a solid reason? Like, what is the basis of them not liking your partner? There are some people out there that have genuine concerns for their friends and for who their friends are dating and yada, yada, yada. But I think that there's also some people who have a tad bit of jealousy in them, jealousy for a multitude of reasons. It could be because they themselves are, you know, single and lonely and are jealous that you have a significant other, or it could be that they're jealous that your significant other is taking time away from them. And obviously I don't think that a lot of people are going to come out and say that that is their true intention, but I think it kind of is apparent and evident when you look at someone's behavior if they get upset when you you know spend time with them and get upset that you're hanging out with them so much and they kind of make note of that and kind of you know express that to you I would just ask like why do you why do you care so much like why do you care if I hang out with my boyfriend like that's just it's a little strange Um, but you know, if it does fall into the first category of that, they do have genuine concerns. I would honestly just sit them down and talk to them about those concerns and just kind of lay it all out there and see what those concerns are. Because I know personally, I could speak firsthand at this. I dated someone who my friends were so not a fan of, and it was for good reason. He was not a good I don't want to say he wasn't a good person. He he wasn't a good person at the time. He also wasn't a good, you know, boyfriend, just period. He was just a shitty boyfriend. And my friends had very good reason to not like him. And I think I had rose-colored glasses on and I was just kind of like, oh, la-di-da, like, it's fine. It's all going to work out. And I knew in the back of my head it was never going to work out. So if your friends don't like who you're dating, I would ask them why And then based off of what they say, if it's like a valid concern, I would just be like, listen, I love you. And I love that you're, you know, looking out for me and all of that. But this is a journey that I need to go on, you know, for myself. Like this is someone that I'm really interested in. This is someone that I really like or love or whatever. And if that friend has your best interest and just kind of like loves you and respects you, they should allow you to do that. And again, there's a fine line that should be drawn here when it comes to any sort of physical violence that comes into play. I feel like I need to make that very clear. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like if your friend doesn't find him, you know, funny or thinks he's annoying or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. Um, But I do think that there is a fine line when it comes to, you know, physical violence and all that stuff. Clearly, obviously. But yeah, that's what I would do. That's the approach that I would take. Because when I think about it, like I definitely have had friends who have dated people that I did not like whatsoever. But at the end of the day, that's not my place and it's not really my business. Um, Even though they are my best friend or they are my really good friend or whatever, I can put my two cents in. But at the end of the day, they get to do what they want to do because it's their life and they're dating them, not me. So that's, that's what I think about it all. Okay, next question is, and again, this was another common theme. For me personally, what is important to you and a friend at this stage of life? And in your eyes, what makes a good friend? Now, personally, um, what makes a good friend without a shadow of a doubt is loyalty. Um, I'm really big on loyalty when it comes to friends. And I think that that has been the result of a lot of trial and error in a lot of friendships in my life. And it's just something that I really 
really admire and respect because the loyalty that I expect you to give to me, like you're getting as well, like without a shadow of a doubt. So someone that's loyal, someone that can be honest with me and someone that's just gonna, you know, have my back and someone who understands that, you know, we don't have to be talking all the time. You know, I have very few friends that I am texting 24 seven. I think I only have one friend that I quite literally just text 24 seven. We act like we're dating, but like, other than that, like I'm at a stage in my life where I don't need to be texting you all the time. Like I feel like when you grow into more of an adult and you have jobs and you have lives and kids and boyfriends and husbands and wives and whatever, you don't reach for your phone every five seconds to text your friends. It just doesn't happen, especially when you have multiple friends. I think that, you know, group chats and whatever, some people are very, you know, active with those. So someone who just kind of matches that energy of like, we don't need to talk all the time, but when we do see each other, it's kind of like picking up right where we left off and it's not weird and it's not awkward. How to maintain long distance friendships. Okay, so I am very good at this, or I'd like to think I am because like I mentioned earlier, three of my best friends are all long distance friendships. Um, and ways that I maintain those and ways that we have found work with each other is... FaceTiming and voice memoing. Me and my friends voice memo each other literally all the time. We're keeping each other updated on what's going on in each other's lives, whether that's, you know, once a week or once every couple days or once every day, depending on what's going on in your life. So how I maintain those friendships is just with checking in on them. I think that that's really important and something that goes a long way is to check in on your friends and to make sure that they're okay, see what's going on in their life and to see what they're doing, what they're up to. I think that that, like I said, goes a long way and it really helps when maintaining those friendships because you got to talk to them. That's how you maintain it. You have to talk to them. You have to check in on them. The friendship is really not going to be the same if you can go weeks and months without talking. So I think that it's important when maintaining those friendships to communicate with each other, whether that's just shooting them a quick text. It doesn't have to be a voice message, but like sending them a picture of something that like reminded them of you or reminded you of them. Sorry. Like, I think that there's little things that you can do to help maintain those friendships. Okay. Balancing friends and being in a serious relationship. This is something that I have plenty of experience on and I have the do's and the don'ts. And I feel like my last long-term relationship, I did a lot of don'ts in the category. So I know what not to do. And with this relationship, I really made it a priority to maintain those friendships. So I have a lot of tips on how to maintain them. Now, the easiest way to lose friends when you're in a long term relationship or a serious relationship is to ignore them. And a lot of times, and I've noticed it sometimes with my friends too, it can be very frustrating when you have a friend who is kind of just consumed, overly consumed in a new relationship and going through the honeymoon stage. And all they want to do is see their partner. And all they want to do is talk about their partner when they're not with them. And, you know, it's just constant sometimes. And it can be very overwhelming and exhausting for the people around them. I think there's two things that need to be said. First off, give them a little bit of grace, just because I think that sometimes it's not intentional. I think when getting into a new relationship, a lot of times people, like I've mentioned earlier, just have the rose colored glasses and they don't 
they're not doing it intentionally most of the time. However, let's say this is like actually intentional, like skipping out on plans or flaking or just ignoring you like 24 seven. Um, something that I would do is I would just reach out and I would shoot a text or, you know, do it in person if possible. But if they just keep flaking on you every time, I would just shoot a text and say, Hey, listen, I'm really happy for you in the relationship that you're in. I just feel like I miss our friendship and I'm not trying to get in the middle or make a deal about it. I just, you know, miss our friendship and I would like to like get drinks or whatever. Or you can just shoot him a text and just be like, if you don't want to be that dramatic about it, because I know a lot of people don't sometimes just shoot a text and be like, let's get drinks, like non-negotiable. But in terms of the do's and the don'ts, the biggest don't that you could do is just putting off friends and thinking that they'll always be there. Because at the end of the day, your friends were there before the partner was most of the time. Most of the time, your friends were there before the partner and they'll be there after the partner. So it's really important to maintain that friendship and nurture it while you're in that relationship. I know for me personally, this is something that I really, like I said, I work on because I live with my boyfriend. And so it's really important to find that balance of friendship and relationship. And I will say, I think living with him, it is a little bit easier because we live together. We see each other all the time. So it's not like I have to plan a set date or mark my calendar off or my schedule or whatever. It is a little bit easier, but I think a tip that I have that has worked for me thus far is mark off at least one night a week, like one or two nights a week where those are your friendship days. Like those are the days that you see your friends, whether that's going to dinner, whether that's going and grabbing drinks or lunch or coffee. And I know you're probably sitting there, a lot of you being like, Savannah, that sounds so easy. Okay. But when you're in a like new relationship or a serious relationship where all you want to do is be obsessed with that person 24 seven, it's not as easy as it sounds. So really make time for that relationship because I promise you, I've seen it happen to a lot of people. You get in a relationship you forget about your friends, your relationship ends, your friends are gone. Who do you have? No one. That's your answer. So just, you know, just be smart about it. And I know it's easy to, I know it's easy to get, you know, clouded and fogged up and just, you know, think that your friends are always going to be there, but they're not. And friendships are really, really valuable and they're really important. And they're really something that needs to be appreciated. And if your friends don't feel appreciated, they're not going to stick around. So, and quite frankly, why should they? So just make them feel appreciated, make them feel loved, you know, check in on them, make plans with them. It's really, it sounds simple, but it just, it, it needs work. It's just something that you have to work at. Just like relationships you have to work in, like friendships, you have to do the same. You have to make the effort. Whenever I try to make friends, I get unbelievably awkward and uncomfortable. Help. Okay. I am the same way. I am a very kind of socially awkward person. Unless I know you really well, I get uncomfortable and I don't really know what to say. And so I'll be quiet and then people think I'm a bitch and it's like, it's a whole thing, right? It's just, it's weird and it gets uncomfortable. This is not toxic. I don't even think this is toxic advice. I would just say like have a drink before, you know, loosen up a little bit. It's kind of like a first date, you know, but I think that it's just important to remember that everyone's in the same boat as you. And I think that when you look around at people making friends or people with their friends, it's easy to think like, oh my God, everyone has found their people and I haven't, and I haven't found my group and I haven't found my clique. And like, I don't have my, you know, group of people to go do things with. And I think that's something that's really important to remember and something that's really helped me is 
everyone's in the same boat. We're all just trying to survive. We're all just trying to do our best. And if you remember that, and if you just are nice to people, like kindness goes such a long way nowadays and just being nice and caring about other people, it really, really helps. And I think just also don't be so in your head about it. I think it's really easy to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I said this or should I say that? Or is that the right thing to say or the wrong thing to say? Just let that all go. And I know it's easier said than done, but just remember everyone's in the same boat. We're all just trying to do our best. No one is thinking about the thing that you said that you think is awkward. Like no one's thinking that. So just put, put that aside. Not true. How do you rekindle friendships that were once amazing and now you haven't talked in a while? This comes back to what I said before. It's all about communication. Like in those long distance friendships where, you know, you have to communicate with each other in order to keep those friendships you know, around, it's the same thing. You have to communicate, just shoot them a text or call them and just be like, Hey, I know I haven't talked in a while, but like, do you want to get dinner next week? Or do you want to go grab a drink at happy hour? Just something casual and easy and just, and just play that card. That's what I would do. I have a friend who is very negative and I feel like she brings me down. What do I do? You should not be surrounding yourself with people that are negative and bring you down. It is something that is very true. That's kind of cliche, but it is true. When people say that you are the five closest people to you, you don't want any negative energy around you. You don't want any bad vibes around you. And I think that, you know, there's a difference between someone like going through a hard time and just kind of being a Debbie Downer for a little bit, but then there's just someone who's always negative, always has something bad to say. And I think that... Sometimes distance doesn't even need an explanation when it comes to things like this. I would just distance because why surround yourself with that negativity and that negative energy and that, you know, vibe in your life? You don't want that. It's not going to be good for you. So I would just kind of slowly distance. And if something gets said or a question gets asked, I would just be like, hey, listen, I really appreciate our friendship, but I've just noticed lately that you always have something negative to say, or you're always very critical. And I just don't really want to be around that. And I mean, I would probably follow it up with like, I don't know if there's something going on that you like want to talk about, but I've just noticed that there's been kind of like a shift in your behavior lately. Because if you just hit them with like, you know, you're a very critical person, that's probably not going to be taken well. So I would just be very kind of sympathetic in the moment about it and then just see what they say. But if they don't reach out to kind of rekindle that, or if they have something bad to say about that, I think that gives you your answer. And you know, you just don't need to be surrounded with people like that. What do I do if my so-called best friend doesn't put any effort into the friendship? I'm always the one asking her to hang out. I'm always the one asking her to hang out. When I point it out, she just starts crying. Okay, there's two things to be said here. First of all, I am kind of that friend that, and I need to get better at this. This is something I really... I'm telling myself I need to get better at. I suck at reaching out to people in terms of like making plans with them. I am just, I get so caught up in the day-to-day sometimes and I just forget. And it's always in the back of my mind, like, oh, I need to text her and ask her if she wants to get drinks this week. Like I always think about it, but I just never do it. And it's something that I'm working on. So from firsthand, I can tell you that that doesn't always mean that someone doesn't care. Um, I also sometimes just have this like awkward feeling of, rejection, even with my friends, I'm like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm weird if I like ask to get drinks, you know? And that's never the case. That's just my, you know, 
that's just my anxiety talking more than anything. That's really never the case. Um, but if this is something that is like goes far beyond that and every time you bring it up to her, she starts crying. I think the most important thing is that you've brought it up to her and nothing has changed. And I think that it's easy sometimes when someone starts crying, you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I should have never said that. No. I don't agree with that. I just think that that's kind of manipulative personally. And if someone's willing to just cry every time, it's like, we're grown. Stop doing that. I would just maybe do it one last time, but I think that actions speak louder than words. And if she's just going to cry, if that's the action that she wants to take, she just wants to cry every time and not put any effort and not you know, show that she hears you and she's going to, you know, work towards it to maintain this friendship that, you know, she says that she's your so-called best friend, then I think that's really telling. And I think that it's okay to walk away from friendships when it's not serving you any longer. Just like it's okay to walk away from relationships when they're not serving you any longer. I think the two go hand in hand. I think a lot of times, you know, and I've, I saw this question in the Q and A when people talk about, I've been friends for forever, but you know, they just don't treat me right. Or I'm always the one reaching out or because we've been friends since kindergarten and now we're 25 years old. How do I maintain that? Just because you've been friends for a long period of time doesn't mean that you owe them anything. It really doesn't. And if someone's not serving you well, and if someone's not, you know, serving your life in a good way, meaning like their energy and, you know, the effort that they put into their the friendship and how you feel when you're around them, then that's not someone that you should be around. And personally, I've always been a really big believer in quality over quantity when it comes to friends and friendships. And so I think that I would rather have one really solid friend who just gets me and we get each other and we don't put each other down. We don't make each other feel bad rather than 25 friends who, you know, some of them I don't really like, or I kind of avoid them or I don't, you know, or I don't like their energy or I don't like their vibe or they're mean to me or they put me down or whatever. I'm not going to be around those types of people. So I always think it's quality over quantity. And if that means removing someone that's been in your life for a very long time, then that's okay. Like you're allowed to pick and choose who you want in your life. That's the really great part about, you know, friendships and relationships is you get to be picky with who you want in those spots. Think of it as like you have a roster, right? And you have five spots to fill. And those five slots should be filled with the people that make you the happiest and bring you the most joy and make you laugh and make you feel good about yourself. Your friends are supposed to bring you up, not tear you down. Um, How do I deal with a toxic friend when we've been friends for years and I see her everywhere? Again, think about it as your roster. These are the five people that you want that are the most important to you in your life when it comes to your friendships. If that person is not in that lineup, then put them to the side you know, out of sight, out of mind. And I know it's hard sometimes, especially when you're in school and whatever, when you have to see people on a more frequent basis, but just, but you're just going to have to really dig down deep and try your best to be the better person. And just don't acknowledge, I would just keep it very cordial because you have to apparently. But other than that, just distance, you know, out of sight, out of mind. How do you leave a toxic friendship? Okay, so I think that this is a very, you know, common theme question in here. And I think it depends on the level of friends you are. If this is someone that you're, you know, kind of just friends with in a friend group, whatever type of vibe, I would just distance in that friend group. But if this is someone that's like your best, best friend, then I think that if, 
you're that close of friends, you should be comfortable having a conversation about how the friendship is not serving you and kind of what you need out of it. And these conversations are not going to be easy and fun. Like these conversations are awkward and uncomfortable. And that's why a lot of people avoid them. And that's why a lot of these questions are, how do I, you know, leave a toxic friendship or how do I leave a toxic friend or how do I, you know, get out of this? And it's because a lot of people don't want to do what's uncomfortable. And that is to have that conversation and just be flat out honest. And I understand that it's really uncomfortable, but I think if you're mature about it and approach it from just a mature angle, it doesn't have to be a fight. As long as you're honest and upfront and, you know, if it's your best friend, like, you know, that person better than anyone. So you know how to approach it. Okay. Last question. Is it normal to feel like you have friends, but you don't have one person that you're always with? Okay. This is literally me now. Um, like I said, I have my group of friends here. I have good friends where I'm living, um, long distance and in my city, And we don't see each other all the time. And I think that that's so normal. And that's part of the reason that it's so hard to make friends as an adult is because you're not with each other all the time. So it's not like high school or college where, you know, you're buddied up with your friend and you're pretty much, you know, attached to the freaking hip. It's not like that anymore. It is so normal to answer your question. Yes, it is so normal to not have someone that you're with 24 seven. I think it's really important to be able to maintain that level of independence, but still have friends, you know? All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. Friendship 101. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I, I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on this and I feel like I could honestly keep talking about it, but I don't want to talk your ear off. Maybe we'll do a part two to this in the future. I hope you enjoyed my tips just to go back over them. One, utilize social media. Two, Bumble BFF. Three, coworkers. Four, workout classes, social events, you know, dog parks, things like that. But just always remember to be safe and always remember to put yourself first and remember that this is your life and you get to choose who stays in it. So with that being said, you guys, that is all for me today. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode and I'll see you there. Bye guys. Thank you.